Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 204, episode one of Daily's Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Monday, September 27th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. You never get big checks anymore when you bust a nut. And there's no tenderness like before in your rock-hard balls. You're trying hard just to hide them. But baby, those balls are clearly the size of limes and... Everybody now, you've lost that true blood semen. (laughs) Sing it with me now. Oh, that true blood semen. You've Mm. lost that true blood semen. Now it's gone. 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 Mm. Whoa, whoa. That is courtesy of Chauncey Yonders. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! I'm sorry, I'm back, son. I am for real. Never knew my balls were supersized. Now you left me for another guy. Okay, Christy Yamaguchi main at it with that Miss Jackson, aka, uh, and I believe Jack, you were doing that uh, that old love and feeling that mm-hmm. felt like it came back to the room. Mm-hmm. All right, Miles. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat uh, by one of the funniest comedy writers doing it anywhere. She is the voice of birds rights activist on Twitter. Writes for the amazing YouTube show Some More News with Cody Johnston, uh, and hosts the podcast Creature Feature where you learn all the weirdest shit you didn't know you wanted to know about various animals. Uh, her latest episode with Soren Bowie, all about beavers, is a must listen. Please welcome the brilliant, the talented Katie Golden! Hey. It's-a me, Katie! <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, wait, you're in Italy right now, correct? Yeah, yeah. Move so to you're- Italy. <laughs> yeah, you really you're really feeling it right now. I'm, I'm I was gonna ask you how are the people of I I mean I'm guessing you were referencing the tumultuous decision of having Chris Pratt uh, be Mario. Yeah, the streets it, are wild here. It? Yeah, it, it's, people, it's chaos. Yeah. More than it, the Euro so, Cup when they won. Yeah, society has crumbled. The fabric has torn. People are flipping cars. They are. <laughs> You know, using breadsticks to break into stores. And uh, yeah, I, I, I could list a bunch of other offensive uh, Italian stereotypes <laughs> as well. Yeah. But I do not like want to get deported. <laughs> <laughs> how's it been? How's it? How's it from going from Cali to Italy? Good. Good. It's a I mean, actually, nobody cares about the Mario movie here. That <laughs> was God. a joke. Not right, a single person cares. Because he's Japanese, even... everyone. <laughs> I don't think anyone has even heard of Chris Pratt here. Yeah, I mean, the people are lovely and it's a, it's a it's a great time here. And they also yeah. take COVID very seriously. Vaccination rates are Ooh. higher than the US. Wow. People are respectfully wear masks in stores and if yeah. their mask falls below their nose and you tell them, they will lift it up without, you know, attacking you. So yeah. Wow. It's pretty nice. Wow. Okay. I like that. And of course, that's a mark of a great country. They got good mask adoption, vaccine acceptance, and they don't know who Chris Pratt is. Right. I think that's that's... actually, that's the common denominator, right? You look at countries that have really good health care, really take pandemic seriously. They all don't know who Chris Pratt is. Right. Exactly. That has to be the Chris Pratt's name cannot move the needle at all. And you're you're in somewhere you want to be. Chris Pratt, and then is Luigi still Bob Hoskins, or who'd they go with for Luigi? Luigi was uh, Mario, or uh, was John Leguizamo, remember? Oh, and the okay. Bob Hoskins, Hoskins the live was action. Mario. Yeah. Okay, got it. Who'd they yeah, go with know. for Luigi? I don't know. Sorry, I was trying to pronounce Luigi in an uh, inappropriate what? Italian Oh, dialect. Charlie <laughs> Day as Luigi. Oh, that's good. They nailed okay. that one. All I right. like that. There yeah. you go. And then uh, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. <laughs> and Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. So they just okay. 
they nailed uh, a bunch of them. And then for Mario, we're just like, I don't know, one of the Chris's. The, the hey, and you got Krakka. Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Fellow nice. label mate, Sebastian right. Maniscalco holding it down. He's going to drop some uh, zucchini, fried zucchini jokes. Oh, my God. I still There's think a... about that VMAs he hosted that did not make any sense at all. It's all I think about. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great tweet from uh, Jess Tom on Twitter who uh, <laughs> looks at the cast of, you know, uh, the the Mario movie. Chris Pratt is Mario, Anna Taylor Joy is Peach, Charlie Day is Luigi, Jack, <laughs> Luigi, Jack Black is Bowser. And this person wrote, this is whitewashing of Japanese characters doing a racist impression of Italians. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Kind of a, yeah, a lot of levels to that racism. Yeah. All right, Katie, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, let's tell the listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We are going to talk about the cyber ninjas who were basically hired by the Trump folks to conduct an investigation into all of the irregularities in Arizona. And they came came through with their report on the election. Yeah. Shocking. I, it is kind of shocking. Yeah, yeah, they found uh, what. Well, well, we'll get to it. We'll talk about how Rudy has been banned from Fox News and his feelings is hurt. Oh, Rudy. Uh, we're going to talk about some good news. New York City made uh, food delivery more humane. We're going to talk about the sexual harassment. I would say allegation, but it, it seems like it's just straight up explanation description between Shelly Ross and Chris Cuomo. Mm. And we are going to talk about uh, all of that and plenty more. But first, Katie, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Yeah, so uh, snake mutation legs is in there because mm -hmm. I was curious if snakes ever mutated legs. And I wanted to see a picture of like a snake with weird deformed little legs. I did find some. I don't know like how reliable they are because it seemed like there's only like one picture of a snake with a big claw sticking out of it cited in some weird kind of tabloid newspapers in China. So I'm really not sure of the veracity, but that's uh, what I spend my time doing. Does yeah. it look like a like just like a random appendage just like blows out and like that's how it expresses itself or it it's like a it kind of. Like, can it actually be a leg? Well, so, again, I don't know how how real this photo is. <laughs> In theory, a snake could grow legs because it used to have legs. I mean, its ancestors used to have legs. And then along its evolutionary path, it lost its legs. And so it has these deletions of these genes that basically turn on what's called the sonic hedgehog gene, which... Uh, helps code for like legs. Wait, and really? Yeah, yeah. It's called Sonic Hedgehog Gene. It's called that because it's spiky. And then also one of the researchers who discovered it, I guess, had a daughter who read Sonic the Hedgehog comic book and was like, oh, we could call this Sonic Hedgehog Gene. And it's called Sonic Hedgehog Gene, not Sonic the Hedgehog Gene. Right, right, right. They don't so, want to get sued man. by Sega. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, exactly. isn't coronavirus named that because of a spike? Like, we could have yeah. had a, like, Sonic Hedgehog virus. Oh, because it yeah, was like a crown? Yeah, we could have had a Sonic Hedgehog if had, virus. If they had been better at naming it. Damn. Yeah, yeah. That would have ruled much better. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I, I probably wouldn't have gotten vaxxed. Just like, come on. Let's get some of that Sonic in yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Would people take it more or less seriously? <laughs> Was named after a video game. Bart Simpson hair virus. Uh, <laughs> watch, and everyone's like, oh, no, don't mess around. The don't mess around with yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Hey, Katie, why do snakes, like, at what evolutionary point is it theorized? I know that you don't have uh, actual video the of, the of, of the snake, uh, you know, evolving its legs away, but, like, why are they just, like, much faster without legs, faster than lizards that have legs without the legs why why they why they drop those legs why why they don't got legs anymore yeah no that's a good question i mean it's it seems like they traded in legs for some other adaptations so their abdominal muscles are what move them along so it's this undulating 
movement of their abdominal muscles and they can move very quietly and they can burrow in tunnels a lot more easily oh, than the legs okay. will allow. And they can also expand their bodies. So that's why they can they can eat like these oh, enormous yeah, yeah, meals yeah. and they have they're this just expandable. Big tubes. Right. They're big tubes and they have this expandable rib cage. And by not having, you know, these these limbs that would kind of get in the way of that, they uh, they basically just discovered being a tube is pretty efficient when you get yeah, used to it. Damn. Tubes That's up. pretty cool. But have there are seen... there are lizards that are very long and have little tiny nubby legs that you can that are still alive today that you can kind of see as this like transitional species between reptiles with legs and snakes of today and they're they're yeah. very weird looking. They're very fast, aren't they? I, I've seen some may, maybe I'm not talking about the same thing as you, but like the the little lizards you see all over like California, like they're just insects that you're walking past. Like those things are, those things are real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they can be very fast. The ones that don't have that have very tiny leg nubs are not that fast on land, but once they're like in gravel or in the sand, they're very fast, very fast mm. diggers. So, yeah, burrowing is a lot easier when you maybe have little like claw legs, but then you can move much more efficiently through tunnels. We had a little pond behind our house in Missouri where we lived when my wife and I were, my wife and I were first married and it was like infested with snakes. Like it was just, sometimes you would look down and it would just, like they were just all over the place. And sometimes they would come up in and like be on our front porch and watching them move over like solid like concrete was one of the more uncanny and kind of impressive <laughs> things they're so fucking fast like i yeah yeah they really move along on uh and don't it, it's kind of weird it doesn't seem like they should be able to move the way they do but they're, yeah they're very cool to see in person and yeah. scary terrifying i should i should <laughs> also admit that i was very close to soiling myself. I remember you called me and you're like, I don't have to be scared, right? I'm like, I don't know, dude. Just, just deal with it. I, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> it really is wild, though. What is something you think is overrated, Katie? Well, this is kind of embarrassing because I did write down Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> and we did kind of spill the beans on that at the start of the show. But another thing I think is overrated. I mean, the Taliban. <laughs> wow. I, for one, think they're bad, you know? That's a scathing take. I've, I've, I know, I've not right? heard that much. I w- but with Chris Pratt, because I don't think we've we've just all scoffed at the idea. If you're going to yeah. get specific, why do you feel it's overrated? Like, is it just the concept of Chris Pratt? Is it the concept of yeah. Mario? What is it? What are, we, what are we dealing with here? Maybe I should really, I, I guess I was trying to make it too topical, I think. Chris Pratt himself is a little overrated. Yeah. You know, like he seems especially because they keep shoving him into action roles and it's right. like I don't buy it. No, I I absolutely do not buy that Chris Pratt could save the world. No. No. That's he's not... always going to be Andy from Parks and Rec in my Yeah, mind. no. I think of him as someone who like keeps wiping his poop and, you know, has hemorrhoids from Parks and Rec, not someone who could like <laughs> right. save the world. I think Mario is even too badass for Chris Pratt. (laughs) Seriously, like Mario saves the little uh, pipes and toadstool kingdom, right? Sure. A a lot. He saves the world a lot. Chris Pratt, I don't buy it. No, Mm. he doesn't have that strong kind of plumber energy. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like, I think the difference is he looks like someone that's never smoked a cigarette. Yeah. And in that, I'm like, there's, there's just, I don't know why, like, to me, his energy is like, oh, I've, I would never touch a cigarette. Yeah. Right. And or then like, I'm like, you're not an yeah. action star. Not to say that it's cool to smoke cigarettes, but look, media has trained us to think that that's gritty. But his, he just seems very pure of heart. And yeah. Italians do smoke a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. If I can say that without being anti-Italian, I, I mean, yeah. like here where I'm living, there's a lot of people who smoke cigarettes and I feel like such a nerdy uh, American scientist. Like, Don't you know that's like bad for you? 
the <laughs> it, and am I right that the science is still out yet, uh, as of yet as to whether it's actually bad for Italians to smoke cigarettes? Like they're allowed to because because <laughs> right. they're, they're just I don't know. The French study uh, they, showed that they're impervious to cigarettes. Right, yeah, I mean, it kind of seems that way because they the lifespan in Italy is really long and people right. are really healthy. So I don't understand it. Well, they I'm walk not, everywhere, and they right. They do. That's true. The diet I, is less. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> if you up drink enough ours. olive oil, just straight olive oil, it will offset smoking. I will stand by that statement, and anyone who wishes to follow that, <laughs> I went to Harvard. Advice. Come find me. <laughs> <laughs> they also burn like two thousand calories a day just gesturing, <laughs> with, as talking with their hands. I'm gonna get uh, deported. I know. <laughs> this this is like is a fucking 1930s so comedy <laughs> show. <laughs> Uh, I did just Google because you said uh, you made fun of Chris Pratt for wiping his poop. And it is still recommended that you wipe after you poop, uh, just in case anybody else got real <laughs> no, uh, insecure. Uh, you need about to check that. A, he had a bit. He had a bit on Parks and Rec where he says he wipes. He wipes and wipes. And he, like his butt is like a marker. He wipes until he sees red or something. <laughs> oh, no, no, wait. His his butt is like a stoplight. He keeps wiping until he sees red. <laughs> That's fucking yep. awful. I I'm gonna take the uh, devil's advocate here. I had been out on Chris Pratt, but. I watched uh, whatever the Amazon movie was. Forever Wars? Forever. Tomorrow Wars. Oh, the, yeah. That's, tomorrow's that's, Wars. That's the U.S. And, yeah, Forever Wars is just uh, <laughs> Tomorrow. Yesterday, you you said you'd do war today. <laughs> <laughs> Never put off for tomorrow the war that you can do today. Mm-hmm. But I thought he like had enough Andy from Parks and Rec in him to make it like I was I was glad it was him and not like some completely bland uh, action action star. I actually enjoyed his work in that movie, but not not a huge fan of his uh, weird politics and shit. Yeah. What is something you think is underrated? Okay, you guys ready for this? Long, long braided phone charger cords. They have changed my life. I can Long sit braided. Yeah. Okay. So so don't get oh. too confused by all the modifiers. Braided yeah, phone yeah. cords with like the the you know braided exterior that are long. And you know I'm very serious about this one because it's absolutely <laughs> changed my life for the better. I can sit on the couch and charge my phone even if an outlet's not near me, and uh, you know I'm not I'm not awkwardly crammed against the wall. There's like I can charge my phone everywhere now. I've created a system of long cords where I could I can't spit without hitting a phone charger. It's, right, right, it's right. Beautiful. It's a beautiful it's like you've, life. You've triangulated like a position in the house where there's like nowhere a cord can't reach now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you mean braided is just like the ones that have like the protective fabric on the outside, right? So they don't yeah. just get like busted up and split up. Like many of our apple issued cables do yeah yeah like where it's like you use it for a month and i guess you bend it too much naughty you and then the wires start popping out it's fraying yeah yeah i like the you've got the long so what's the longest cord you got here like 10 meters oh yeah i mean i i would say it's like uh (laughs) it's like eight feet eight feet of cord solid cord oh yeah footer yeah, no I gaps or anything. Cable. Loved it. Yeah, no gaps. Just solid cord <laughs> just for eight solid feet. Cord Keeps for eight going feet. and going. God, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wall, wall to computer, solid cord. Or wall they don't to fuck phone. around in Italy, huh? That's, no. That's a real deal. Yeah, no, th- those are great. And uh, definitely like uh, an upgrade over plastic or rubber encasing. Of, of, well, uh, they just, yeah, they do cord. last longer because I remember I like, Back when there were always like you were inundated with like deals on the internet, or like you the cord that everyone needs right now, and I was like always like seeing sites that were posting stuff like that. I dabbled in the braided one, and yeah, it 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 can last much longer than the the white cables we fawn over that we get from Apple. Yeah, but I like how we're just still treating it like the phone cable, like the charging cable is just sort of. There's no difference than like when people used to have the really long receiver cable for right. their phone, like yeah. so they could walk all through their house on a corded <laughs> phone. 
Those were the days. That's me. That's who I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, but- retro charger that looks like that. And you hang oh, it on no. your wall and you put it there. And then like it's it just feels like that really long phone that people had in their houses. No, that'd be great. If somebody yeah, hasn't I mean, made that, they need to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I just, I can't express to you enough how much this is, like, I never knew how much psychic drainage I got from just, like, <laughs> trying to figure out where to charge my phone. Damn. It's, I don't know. What, I, I what's mean, the biggest, a, what's the biggest game changer, like, location-wise? Because uh, I get, like, well, most people are like, I charge it by my bed. And, like, right. you're fine because you're probably not looking at it. But for you, where, where have you, what okay, new... So- frontiers have you uh, being on being like at the dining table and being able to facetime my sister-in-law from china without the phone dying mid-sentence like while we're having a heart-to-heart talk i think wow yeah your sister's in china sister-in-law yeah i mean sister-in-law's in china wow family all over the world right now yeah Yeah. and you have a uh you're you're working with an iphone 3 so the battery life (laughs) isn't great right yeah (laughs) that's not too far off honestly (laughs) Yeah. It's called an iPod. <laughs> iPod Touch. Ever heard of it? I also, not just phone chargers, but I feel like more cords need to be the braided type that, I don't know. Like, I've had a couple lamps that had that, and I feel like it adds a, just a layer of class to your yeah. uh, electronic equipment. Yeah. Umbilical cord? Core. Like, keep Umbil- that baby secure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back and it it just feels silly to me uh, every time we have somebody who's uh, zooming in from uh, in this case Italy or you know Ayumi from Japan and our show is so dumb. Uh, it's just like, oh, wow, you got the the miracles of modern technology. And then we're like, thank to... you for wasting an hour with us. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to upfront. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. No, uh, no, I, I, I love being on. This is uh, this is great. It's, it's also like it feels really good. to. I know this sounds weird, but it, it does feel really good to talk to Americans because it is it is a culture shock. I I do love the people here. They're very wonderful but it is definitely culture shock. I mean, even amongst people who do speak English, it's still like, well, you know, I can be talking about like, man, you know, they're taking horse medicine in the U.S. And my friend's like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> a horse? Right. A horse needs medicine? Yeah. Right. Like, I, I, was, like no. <laughs> I was explaining that to, to an Italian friend of mine and uh, and I was trying to speak in Italian and she was like giving me this look of like, I don't think you said that right in Italian. And then I explained it again in English and she's like, no, oh. you said it right in Italian. I just don't understand what you're saying. How someone yeah. could be so incoherent with their decision making. Right. Yeah. I guess we are uh, especially good reminder of America and how stupid our show is a lot of the time. <laughs> All right, let's talk about cyber ninjas. Speaking mm-hmm. of stupid American things, that is what a group that uh, decided to like put their own forensic analysis together, despite having no expertise in the area. Uh, they named themselves the the cyber ninjas. Oh, that's a nom de plume. Like they it, chose that, did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that okay. wasn't given to them, <laughs> okay. uh, as far as I know. Yeah. And they said their six-month-long recount was the, quote, most comprehensive and complex election audit ever conducted. I think we all took that to mean they were going to, like, dig into the literal ones and zeros of any vote cast, like, or mm-hmm. and any counting uh, software to uh, try and argue that there was fraud. They're yeah. still kind of doing that, but they did put together a report that basically had their ultimate conclusion and that accidentally got leaked. Mm -hmm. And what did they find, Miles? Oh, well, the cyber ninjas, even though they were breaking open machines and things and trying to look inside and swearing there was, uh, you know, fraud in there, 
Turns out, according to their analysis, Joe Biden actually won by a larger margin than Maricopa <laughs> County had reported. Oops. He won by 360 more votes than the Maricopa County tally did, but essentially it just affirmed the same thing, which was that there was no fraud. Joe Biden won by that much. Not that it was a razor thin margin, but Joe Biden won. They, there was nothing there. Um, even when they asked one of the people who was like involved with it, like to check the veracity of like this leaked memo, they're like, no, nah, yep, it's true. Uh, there's there, there was no seems like there were no signs of widespread fraud, fraudulent votes being cast. <laughs> and it's like, wow, I'm I know, in a way I'm like, how could you articulate such a demonic statement out loud if you're a cyber ninja to say that Joe Biden uh, did, in fact, receive more votes? However. However, because they can't it can't just be, hey, man, we went through. Turns out Joe Biden won. Y'all, let's keep this thing moving. Cyber ninjas out. GG's, everyone. Exactly. They said we've got something. They essentially are saying that they they're alleging that they have uncovered anomalies. (gasps) So stay tuned is what they're saying now (laughs) for the the fifth phase of this fucking rift. You know, Donald Trump was like so so like happy but also like there was too much media smearing about this this is huge news that they found all this fraud but the thing is like they didn't even they're still not saying that even though trump was saying like they found fraud they're very clear like there was no fraud there we found anomalous voting patterns okay Uh okay Uh and what's that i mean that's pretty damning though considering probably their auditing was stuff like that B kind of looks like a T, right? For Titan, which probably stands for Trump, right? Right. <laughs> the for Doe Titan. <laughs> that's that's pretty like anomalous. Seems like it's going to be. Yeah, right. You think this person voted for Trump for Biden? Come on, they would clearly vote for Trump. Like. Let's that, go to yeah, their what house. does that mean? Essentially, oh, there's Biden flags means, everywhere. Like we knew there was there were anomalies in the sense that people expected Arizona to stay Republican and it did not. Like that right. is an anomaly if you look at like all the numbers across the history of you know. Okay, come on, voting. Jack. Don't put them on trial so quickly. They let them take one <laughs> but, L at a time. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anomaly just that's a fancy word for head scratcher. <laughs> Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and we found some head scratchers and the dandruff coming from that. Yeah, stay tuned, folks. We're scratching hard. Almost but, as if there was a historically bad president in office that they were voting against or something. <laughs> well, you know, they're still promising like lawsuits and more subpoenas and okay. all this other stuff to keep it going. But, yeah. you know, in the end, it's it's just as all people who are not just rabid racist knew like this has nothing to do with voter fraud this was just a fucking charade to help keep the you know MAGA faithful on board with this like just this scam and the longer they continue to be like we're still looking we're still looking and things aren't necessarily like unequivocal from them then it still gives them you know all the other people who are in on this shit to keep pushing the same nonsense and at the cost of just tearing the fabric of the country in thrice yeah is that is that how you'd say that anyway thrice probably not yeah well you know why not it's monday so (laughs) another thing to keep an eye on though is a really really fucking spooky trend because there are these freaky motherfuckers running for the office of secretary of state in a lot of battleground states and the secretary of state i mean it's the, the title can be different from you know from state to state but essentially they're the they're that's the office that like manages elections Hmm. like if you wanted to fuck an election like remember brad Mm. raffensperger from georgia secretary of state there he was a republican but he was still like unwilling to go along with trump's game to find votes that were not there imagine if he were just imagine that then we have something really much more dangerous and different than what happened even though he's still kind of you know hemming and hawing about joe biden but when you look at some of the people that are running for these offices, like these state offices, many of them are basically just completely have their heads in MAGA world. Uh, according to Reuters, they interviewed nine. Uh, they interviewed 15 declared Republican candidates for secretary of state in battleground states like Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada. They found that nine of the 15 of these people, you know, they're just not they're not clear on what they think happened on the election. Mm-hmm. 10 of the 15 have either declared the 2020 election was stolen 
or called by their state's results to be invalidated or further investigated. So they these are people who are saying like, if this were to happen again, if I was in office that time, I would have willingly rat fucked the shit out of that election. Yeah. Only two of the nine candidates that they spoke to said that Biden won the election. So right. this is the fucking this is the other phase of what's happening here is they real like the reason we they didn't get away with it the first time is because they didn't have enough stooges in those decision making positions to make the dominoes fall in the order that they needed to. They are yeah, clearly now moving for that. It is like butt clenching how close we really got to just a uh, a coup because I even like if people think like oh well wouldn't propriety just like being proper and going along with the rules just kind of keep people from doing this well P didn't Pence look into every possible option to like not ratify the election and he he reached out to people like could I could I do this like could I yeah not Dan Quayle. Yeah, Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle's like, no, dude, you can't. What? You have. What do you mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. We were a Dan Quayle piece of good advice from fucking ceasing to exist. Oh so, God! Yeah. As a man who cares about dizzying. potatoes, fucking yeah. could have uh, sent the whole country in another direction, or potato is, rather. Yeah, that is a yeah. uh, not what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I think that's why it's. You know, while it's easy to look at these like rallies that are happening, we touched on that like last week about, yeah, they had some J6 justice for the political dissident prisoners type shit. That's not where they're that's not where the threat is. The threat is them realizing, you know, again, it's like hate to bring up a Jurassic Park. But when the Raptors were testing the perimeter fences, yeah. you know, that's what this last election was. And they realized it's like anything there were there weren't enough people in on this scheme for it to fall the way it needs to. And now they are very focused on electing people into those positions. So when the yeah, opportunity I mean, comes again, they're ready. But yeah. it's like those Raptors are testing the electric fences while wearing shirts that are like, I'm going to go eat some humans after I break right. through this electric right. fence. <laughs> they're wearing shirts that saying, I am testing the perimeter fences <laughs> to figure <laughs> to begin to figure out how to escape. But don't worry, guys, because Chris Pratt Nancy Pelosi <laughs> made friends with the Raptors and right. taught them how to uh, work with humans. So uh, that's all you need to know. Is that so, yeah, the next storming of the Capitol will be, will be Chris Pratt on a motorcycle with a fucking <laughs> just a herd of Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the continued fallout of reality is happening in Trump world. Giuliani uh, has apparently been banned from Fox News. Not uh, Rudy. Yeah. Oh. Which like this apparent the ban went into place at the beginning of the summer, but he <laughs> it wasn't like something they couldn't deny until 9-11 when they basically banned Fox and Friends from letting him appear on 9-11. He was like, all right, guys, come on. What the fuck's the deal? I'm. <laughs> I am that's Mr. Like, that's fucking like Rudy's birthday. Yeah, that's the that's his officially Rudy Giuliani day in uh, conservative circles. And there it was leaked that he was banned. He is apparently hurt uh, because he claims he did work for them to get them on TVs in New York City, like, you know, some backroom dealing, which is kind of funny Wait. that like he can't even like keep himself from admitting to like doing quid pro quo quid pro quo shit like in <laughs> like while complaining like he just every sentence he speaks uh right. is just don't you him, remember like, i had that himself. regulator fired to get you guys on tvs everywhere i put my yeah. neck but on I the did line for crimes for you guys <laughs> so many crimes yikes but it seems like this is part of a uh, overall kind of sea change like the the surface reason would seem to be that he got them sued for billions of dollars with the claims of voting machine irregularities. Mm -hmm. But they've also banned his son from appearances, despite the fact that he's, you know, mainly there to talk about his bullshit campaign for governor. And, you know, the Trump officials are apparently saying uh, or Trump aides like current senior Trump aides uh, have found it difficult to get bookings on Fox News or even coverage of stories that are damaging to their enemies or positive for Trump. And this Politico report, which has like a lot of like real insidery vibes, quoted them saying, 
they're not doing us any favors, sniffed one Trump aide. So, wow. you know, Fox. I mean, I don't, it's bizarre though, because I feel like there is really no main face of the Republican Party right now. It, it is Trump. So I'm not sure what Fox's gambit is going to be if they do try to, like, you know, cut away from Trump. Like, there's no, yeah. you know, there's like a power uh, struggle, you know, for the minds and ears and eyes of the base. And I think they, the fact that like, <laughs> like the, the MAGA thing was very quickly made, like a lot of viewers hate Fox at a certain point. I'm sure right. on some of like, we got, we got to fucking get this shit under control. Like I remember when we used to be the Pied Piper of this shit. Right. And the fact that there are all these other networks now competing for their eyeballs and earballs and shit like that, I think. There's many there's a, there's like a big tug of war in that sense. But I mean, even I, even like Trump, I don't think has that much control over the MAGA crowd anymore because he was booed at like when he was saying, actually do get the vaccine, you <laughs> know, oh, you and they loser. booed him. I, I feel like, yeah, it's like it's not even Trump anymore that they follow. It's like this idea of Trump, this cartoon of Trump that right, yeah. they yeah. which is kind of scary because then there's nobody that could tell them like to not do something yeah, yeah it's i think the face of the republican party is like like almost literally like a machine learned like algorithmic uh, median of a person's face of right. like mago world that's like it's just i think so it's, it's, yeah it's become sunglasses on in the car right in a truck beard wrap yeah. around shades exactly wrap around shades baseball hat red baseball hat yeah yeah all right, let's uh let's talk about some good news. Yeah. New York City uh has made food delivery more humane. Yeah. The city okay. council. Right. Just, just enough. I mean, I I think uh you know, most people have uh, have heard the ills of like food courier app-based food delivery, you know, what that lifestyle is like and the lack of support, tips, all this other stuff. And the city council just voted for like a whole raft of changes that would just make a slightly more humane and equitable working environment for these people saying that like it'll require restaurants to allow food delivery couriers access to bathrooms before like there was a whole thing when they were shutting indoor dining down they were trying to like they were barring people from using the bathroom even though they oh, were going to pick up an order for their business to deliver it and they're like being like yeah you know sorry like it's just the covid stuff establishing minimum payments per trip making sure that they get their full tips rather than like the real sneaky fees and you know the shit that a lot of the apps like Uber Eats and stuff puts on top of it and allow them to set limits on their routes and also like makes it so that the apps have to offer like a wider range of payment options that aren't just tied to do you have a bank account because right. that's already becomes very restrictive and i think the scenes from hurricane ida i think many people saw that there were people like in this fucking torrential downpour flooding yeah. still on their bikes and things delivering food um walking you know, through story... water like up to their waist with yeah one and food bags there was a guy who you know who said it took him an hour to deliver something and he only made five dollars for an oh hour of his work and when you look at it the median hourly wage for app delivery couriers is just under eight dollars while the yeah. state Jesus minimum is fifteen dollars so you know, and the pandemic not only increased like the demand for these kinds of services, the, uh, many of the, the people themselves who are couriers working as couriers, about three fourths of them who are couriers now, of these 65,000 or more couriers, they, they did. They started working there because they lost their jobs due to the pandemic. Yeah. Remember how we were crowing about, you know, oh, people who bring us the food like they're frontline workers, they're heroes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're not going to actually pay them more or anything. They didn't get disaster pay for delivering food to people during a pandemic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, then this has like been a huge push from this group called Los Deliveristas Unidos, which is a collective of immigrant food couriers who have been focusing on worker rights and have organized themselves to really advocate for much better standards and things like that but this is a win it's a win but definitely like there's yeah. still so much more to do and i'm sure you'll read many articles that it's like it's been solved you folks they've yeah. solved it in new york because that you know i get it a win is a win but when yeah. you look at how much more you, and we've talked about how much money these apps 
invest in recategorizing workers as independent contractors in order to shift costs, uh, the, the, the costs involved to protect them, to give them, you know, actual wages and things like that. There's still like, we definitely need like standard, like we almost need like a federal standardized, like set of regulations in terms of like what this work entails and what you are entitled to, because as they like it, they'd rather just keep it as, you know, human people who don't deserve much. Yeah, yeah as exploitative as possible. And not to keep bringing Italy into the conversation, but one thing I have really enjoyed mean? three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they, there's no tipping here. You don't really do tipping. Right. And all the cost is up front. Like mm-hmm. you maybe pay a little more for a meal and rather than tipping. And I really like that because tipping makes me anxious because not not like I always just do like 20 percent. I don't care. It's just like people have to eat. I don't care how long it took my food to get there. I, I can't like, you know, it's like I, I can't tell someone, oh, I didn't like the service here knowing that that's going to make an impact on the quality of their life. So it's just like I'm always going to do 20 percent, but I'm bad at math. So I don't <laughs> like to do it because it scares me that I'm going to make a mistake <laughs> with my math. And so, you know, it makes me, especially when they come up to you with the card reader and then you have to do the tip right there. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. Right. But looking over your shoulder. Huh? Why don't oh, you just okay. tell me what I should tip? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a really, you know, you could just say, fuck you straight to my face. You know, right. you don't have to punch <laughs> in that low amount. But anyway, have a good night. <laughs> but that's right, interesting. But... Like in this case, as I think Miles said, like the hourly wage for app delivery workers is under $8, while the state minimum wage is $15. So it's like, that's how they get around it is being like, well, right. they're making tips that we then right. steal. Yeah. I just... I really like the system of like, yeah, I'm happy to pay more than have this awkward thing of giving you tips. I also like the fact that for servers, it's like when they're nice to you, it feels more genuine because it's like they're not just sucking up to you to, uh, you know, not get financially punished for you not taking a shining to them. And I, I really don't like that power dynamic of someone being you know, well, I have to be nice to you because, like, I need to eat tonight and, you know, you have to tip me. What were people supposed to do when they patronized businesses after slavery? You know, like, (laughs) that's why we have the system we have in the United States. Like, that whole tipping shit is born out of free, uh, like, free people. And we're like, okay, yeah, do this. And I won't pay you, but if you do a good enough job, maybe someone will give you a nickel. And, you again, like, to your point, in Italy, Wow, what a difference it makes to pay people a living wage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's it's not a utopia, but it is a nice thing to like yeah, just I, a I don't standard. know. I, I just yeah. yeah, I I just hate that dynamic of me being like coming just flouncing into a restaurant like I'm now the queen of tips. It's right. weird and gross. Yeah. I hate that. Well, I, think I that's why we have how much you make. Right. And <laughs> that's why we have so many misbehaved patrons of businesses in this country yeah. too. Like just they that, abuse that's like the venue people. for yeah. It's the venue for them to sort of invert the power dynamic in their own life and be like, Now I'm gonna be terrible to you random person who's trying yeah. to survive. But as we've talked about before on the on the show, like uh, the, just to kind of underline where, where this good news comes from, it's a city council vote. Like the right. that's very local level politics, like get involved in your city council, get involved in like, you know, the next city council election. Uh, and then it's a a collective of immigrant food couriers, like figure out how you can help collectives who are, you know, just trying to organize to get help for people around you. You know, mm-hmm. that's very inspiring. That's really cool. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And so my former boss, Shelly Ross, who was the executive producer at ABC News' Primetime Live when I worked there and who I, you know, really liked and respected and got along very well with, just wrote a New York Times op-ed about a 2005 incident where she was at a going away party for a colleague at ABC News, and she was no longer the executive producer of Primetime. 
live and he came in and gave her a big hug and grabbed her uh butt chris cuomo chris cuomo yeah Mm -hmm. chris cuomo and said this is okay now because you're no longer my boss oh Mm -hmm. god come on dude jesus and she told him it wasn't okay and you know left the party and he immediately wrote her an email saying he was sorry but like mostly for doing it in front of her husband uh, yeah. He was like, I, I apologize for like, you know, I totally get that that would have been awkward for your husband to to see oh, that. Oh, okay. Awkward was, for your husband. All right. Yeah, it's like, you're a very honorable husband. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I disrespected your husband's property, namely right. you. That's basically what it came down to. Yeah. Well, he th- Part of it is the, like, as a man who's married to a woman, like, he, right. There is like a line that says, quote, as a husband, I can empathize with not liking to see my wife padded as such. Padded. So pass oh, along God. my apology to your very good and noble husband. And I apologize <laughs> to you as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh okay. thank, you. thank you. Wench, I recognize as someone who owns a woman of my own that I would yeah, not like yeah. to see her be touched by another man. That's so gross. That is Please so Please tell your master 1,000 apologies for, trans- for the transgression. And to you as well, perhaps. Listen, uh, as, a, as a mea culpa, he can smack my wife's butt one time. One right. free pass. Padded. And he but said then we will have too. to duel each other. Yeah, padded. Padded. Ew. I don't know oh, why, on. but padded grosses me out more than smack. He also, like, like cosseted his email in, like, a legal defense where he was like, Christian Slater recently got in trouble for doing something similar, although with negative intent, whereas mine was like benign. So like and that is apparently like something that governs the legal legality around like sexual harassment. So he knew what he was doing. uh, (laughs) Dear future courtroom, I would like to clarify. (laughs) I love the way she went about her op ed because she basically said, I don't like care if he's fired or quits or, you know, goes off and becomes a men's rights activist somewhere. I, I'd rather instead of that, he do I, like she basically wrote a segment for him. That would be the best segment that he's ever done, like on TV, mm-hmm. which is an awesome, like kind of fuck you move because he kind of has to do it or won't do it and will look like a complete asshole. But she like gave it a name. She she was like. I would, however, like to see him journalistically repent, agree on air to study the impact of sexism, harassment, and gender bias in the workplace, including his own, and then report on it. He could host a series of live town hall meetings with documentary footage produced by women with expert consultants, call it the continuing education of Chris Cuomo, and make this a watershed moment instead of another staying on the career of one more powerful male news anchor, Mm. which would be the best thing that's ever been on his show and so she like well what about when uh lavar ball was was going on for a series of interviews right and remember but what about when him and his brother were just like chit-chatting together all all fun like because it's like hey you're my brother and you're in a position of power and so am i isn't this cool look at us (laughs) but she you know she points out in her op-ed that the intent of his act like she didn't take it as being a sexual thing so much as a like way for her for him to like diminish her in front of her colleagues and like yeah and so i don't know i i do just love that she you know in her op-ed just showed that she's so much better at her job than he is at his like (laughs) just even (laughs) casually being like here's an emmy winning segment you loser (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that's often the case with sexual harassment, right? It's it's not necessarily, you know, about the sexual thrill. It's about putting someone in their place or, yeah. you know, like kind of, you know, bringing someone down a notch. It's a mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a form of bullying. I am not that's not to say it's not always like sexual motivated, but it's it's definitely that bullying aspect of like, look what I can do to you. Yeah, yeah. and get away with it. Right. You know, and you have no recourse. And if you do, right. society will paint you as someone who's being angry or hysterical or whatever. And here I am being on yeah. the news and I'll yeah, get real. I, and has he just for a family that like the God, the, the 
handling of his brother's nonsense, like the non-resignation or the resignation that took forever to come. And just seeing how Chris was like kind of, you know, just being like, oh, I'm not going to really talk too much about this, even though I have the platform to do it. I part of me thinks like, oh, maybe he seems opportunistic enough to be like, yeah, that would be good. Not because I need to do it, but I'm also can just see him completely. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see what the next move is for Chris, Chris Cuomo. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think too. if you're like entitled enough that you would do something like that and then write a follow up email of like, I apologize to your husband for disrespecting his property. I think you're maybe too entitled to have that kind of, you know, insight. Right. But then I, this is the thing that I feel like we also live in an age where people have like crisis PR teams, too, oh, yeah. where they're going to be like, you really should do this, Chris. It's going to be good for your career. And people are like, mo like incentivized through their career to do the right thing rather than actually having like a reckoning with themselves. So like part of I guess part of me does see a very opportunistic, like pseudo reckoning that he would have to try and score points. But I don't know. It feels like the Cuomo brand is. Yeah. Hooked. It's pretty fratty. I feel like it's uh, yeah. he, he's going to have a hard time grappling with this. Uh, but hopefully, you know, someone ultimately presides on him, too. Oh, sick. Uh, he's going to be on Joe Rogan right this thing. week. Is huh. he really? No. <laughs> oh, I believed you. I totally <laughs> believe that. Come oh, on, bro. Tell what's going on. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just doing my thing. At at the very least, I'm glad that the era of America being horny for the Cuomos is hopefully over. That was horrible. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, the boyfriend looks nice and everyone enjoyed their spaghetti and meatballs. Do you remember that tweet? It was like Cuomo's. One of the Cuomos looks in a picture of like a family meal and some like bootlicking Cuomo journalists like captioned it the boyfriend looks nice because like their sisters or daughter's boyfriend was there right and everybody looks like they enjoyed their spaghetti and meatballs it was it was like height of like cuomo like ass kissing and it just had the tone of like somebody who is like doing a caption on a cute dog picture but it was a journalist (laughs) right I mean, it's just yeah and we talked about that with andrew's you know eventual fall just the juxtaposition of him next to Trump just was like, I don't know, man, this also predator. I like him more. Yes. You know? <laughs> and oh, right. Everything right. just like starts melting away. Yeah. Like, does he have nipple rings? At least he's not as bad as this predator. Yeah. Right. That's, like, that's huh? a fun one. Sunday dinner Cuomo style is the picture. And it's Cuomo with his three daughters and one of their boyfriends. And Jennifer Rubin replied, the boyfriend looks nice. And the girls seem to have eaten their spaghetti and meatballs. The girls seem to have eat what? It's just I don't know. There's something about it that is like so just stuck in my brain like the like also she was like, playing like dress up dolls with the Cuomos like <laughs> <laughs> oh right like she had like she's she does her own dolls and like has a yeah. Yeah. restaurant set she positioned them and put yes. it on her Instagram yeah. I'm like, like imagining the Cuomos with like spaghetti sauce all over their mouths and like <laughs> uh oh looks like the Cuomos made a bit of a mess right <laughs> Oh my god. Are you a journalist? You're like <laughs> I'm a doll fanatic. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about uh Havana syndrome. Havana good time uh w- with this story. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, so CI agents can now collect disability for Havana syndrome. There was a vote. It wasn't oh, really wow. even close. It was 427 to nothing vote. Look at these votes we've seen. Where oh everyone God. is on board. It's like, just... oh, fucking uh, Iron Dome. Let's go. 420 to 9. Uh, yeah. Fucking Havana. Like stuff for people in the yeah. intelligence community. And I'm not to say attacking it. us with sound. Boom. Yeah. I mean, like whatever. But it's just funny how it, uh, quickly the Congress can like unite around the like these things that have to do with our like global security. Yeah. Um, well, though, there is a very, I think, humane reason why you would like want to help people who are experiencing this shit. But just like, but hey, you want you want to you want dental care, right? Experiencing call, call me back in 60 years. Yeah. So this is my thinking as of right now uh, is that these are function disorders, which is like a more kind of 
neurologically, scientifically based kind of version of, you know, mass hysteria, like yeah. what's called mass hysteria. But experts on function disorders would not like the use of the term mass hysteria uh, because they are real experiences. Like these are yeah, things that these people are... psychosomatic, right? Yeah, but like psychosomatic is still real, That's you like know? not a... Yeah, yeah, it's not like a preferred term anymore. Right. And like they, you know, the so just to reiterate, like, I don't think there's an actual sound or micro- microwave beam attacking these people because, uh, and I can't emphasize this enough, that would be physically impossible. Uh, it's also longer lasting than any physical trauma would be. Like for if they had been hit on the head when they experienced their Havana syndrome event. They would have healed within weeks or months, but many of the people are still experiencing the symptoms years later, which is very consistent with a functional disorder and inconsistent with an actual physical injury. But like still, I don't hate hate this because like whatever they're experiencing is real to them. First of all, like functional disorder experts make sure that this is not treated as like a mental thing, but more as a neurological condition where basically an experience or like a pain or a, you know, whatever the symptoms are, gets kind of locked into the neurological like brain paths via like stress and experience and, you know, some real stimuli and anxiety. And with some fairly targeted rehab with an expert on function disorders and a better understanding of them, uh, among the sufferers, they'd be able to like recover pretty quickly, but I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know why not to do this. And also, I, I do think this is going to just prolong the story, right? And just make it yeah. like an acceptable thing. That said, like CIA agents continuing to be disabled by the stress caused by the evil shit they've been doing for years, like somehow that manifesting as like a bizarre like pathway for the evil of america american foreign policy like creating physical problems that functionally disable the people who carry it out like i don't hate it that's not the worst thing in the world (laughs) call it a karma syndrome yeah Yeah. like it's kind of karma syndrome on the other hand like and i don't i really this sounds like a joke but i really don't mean it as a joke i think like if more people in the CIA got like good therapy and I'm talking as someone who has had therapy like since I was in middle school and it has done me untold amounts of good. Like I think the more people who get therapy, the better in general, especially people who have the scary amount of power as those in the CIA. Like if this would actually be a sort of introduction into like, therapy for people in the cia maybe that's a good thing like maybe they could actually yeah like and our whole foreign policy shifts because we have emotionally balanced people who are are not fully you know uh, persuaded by propaganda and like nationalism to be like i don't know y'all i don't know if this is if our mission here is actually above board well you're saying that you want to assassinate that leader what are you really saying What what is that leader representing to you? I guess it's that, well, and I hate to keep bringing up that T-ball game I had where I hit the home (laughs) run and my dad wasn't there, but I think it has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I I feel like having experienced myself how amazing therapy can be just for my own personal issues, it's like, yeah, that that would actually be really good if people... uh, with these, this like imperialist dogma, maybe had to like take a moment to like peek through the window into the house of your own mind. Yeah, <laughs> right. But uh, maybe that's the CIA's screening people to be like, we need people smart enough to to rationalize that they don't need any kind of mental health support. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, like it's if like the a, therapists you know, they have are all definite uh... personality types that they they like to have in certain analyst positions. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think again, it's just it's just mind blowing to see that four twenty seven to nothing vote because yeah. there's still Which you this never like see, yeah you never see like, that for like mental health care for 
everyone else. For fucking even veterans. Yeah, or any kind of health care. I mean, can you imagine mental health care for veterans? Again, this is completely serious, not a joke. Like, that would be, that is so important. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you you would not see this kind of vote for, like, providing any kind of health care for any other group of people. Right. Yeah. But they would. Maybe the Congress people themselves. They would, they would uh, suggest that this is, has nothing to do with mental health and is all about physically getting one over the, on Cuba, the, the brain, the part of their brain that got microwaved or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll see. Katie, as always, such a pleasure having you on the daily zeitgeist. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Yeah. Well, if you want to hear my podcast about animals doing just messed up shit, uh, <laughs> that is Creature Feature Podcast. Wait, I guess I don't need to say podcast at the end of it. <laughs> Anyways, it's a podcast should. called Creature Feature. Uh, I just did a listener questions one, which I think is pretty interesting. It's all about weird shenanigans that happens with genes. Uh, and yeah, I, I just did one with Soren, like you mentioned at the top of the show, about beavers. Real yeah. cool animals. Yep. And you can also find me on Twitter at Katie Golden. That's K-A-T-I-E-G-O-L-D-I-N. Uh, I'm also pro bird rights on Twitter. I've been kind of b- going light on the bird bird thoughts lately, but, you know, still occasionally have a bird thought. Yeah, but then I go. put it out there. Yeah. Maybe they'll be in Italian. Italian yeah, Italian you know? birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? <laughs> Yes. Uh, this is from Greg Kelly, USA, whose uh, handle says, Greg Kelly, my vaccine status is my business. Now, hey. Greg Kelly is a, a conservative <laughs> commentator. Uh, his Twitter is, I don't know how to say it politely. It's, Trash you know. Heap. It's it's a trash heap. It's like it's like old person Facebook combined with some kind of like, you know, cocaine based <laughs> induced nightmare. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so it's generally pretty like there's one uh, a tweet he did where some guy there was like some viral video of a guy who was getting like heckled by someone because he had a laptop that said like cops lives matters. And Greg Kelly was like, I love this patriot. He actually reminds me a bit of Rosa Parks. She was a Trump supporter, by the way. She refused to go to the back of the bus. He refuses to leave the room. Both could have complied and life would be easier. They chose the difficult path. Grateful. So that's just a sample (laughs) of his normal tweets. That's not the one. That's not that's not my um, pick of the litter. The pick of the litter is I'm going to try to say this out loud just imagine the parts where i'm louder are in caps because they are i just ate two boxes of these stupid totally not nutritious fruity pebbles (laughs) quote breakfast bars 16 of them and i feel terrible i hate most government regulation but these things must be government regulated highly scrumptious but bad yabba dabba do my ass Go to hell, Fred Flintstone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, I oh like that God. one. <laughs> Wait, is he real? I don't know. He's a he, real person. Yeah. I mean, he fucking rolls. He doesn't appear to be all, like, it doesn't appear to be all satire. Maybe he's trying to be funny. He's, but... well, he's on Newsmax, you know? He's just, it's that fine line between. Are you a failed improviser or an right. actual news journalist pretending to just be like right wing? It's just like you don't. It's oh, he's like a known person. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You know, yeah, no, no, yeah. he's a real. He's a real human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy who is on shit. Newsmax? It is not a parody account. But I had yeah. those thoughts. Like this is my thought process going through. Like this seems like he got hacked, or it's a parody account. But it doesn't. Right. Ap- appear to be the case also his banner is of pepsi which i'm still don't understand but yeah yeah, it's a choice of a new generation you know yeah just like greg kelly well i mean i don't know did they do something like as it relates to like a georgia law or something you know like if if you're a 
friggin' red pilled idiot, you'd be like, oh man, because Coca Cola did that to like advocate for people's rights. I'm Pepsi now. Right. Yeah, that's got to be it, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, his, uh, by the way, his uh, profile uh, in Twitter says, bring back stop and frisk. For those, quote, wondering, I'm going, quote, minimal and Mary Kondo style. Joy, I'm a Pepsi man. Oh, okay. Good. That makes yep. sense. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Right. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a uh, Pepsi anyways. man. <laughs> Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, the other show, 420 Day Fiance, the 90 Day Fiance experience uh, with Sophia Alexandra and I. Uh, a couple of tweets I like. First one is from Ben Rosen at Ben underscore Rosen, because everyone's been doing the you're in her DMs sort of construction of tweets. Uh, he tweeted, you're in her DMs. But she died on this very night 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) So that version of this dumb tweet construction. Another one is actually it's a news tweet, but it's worth talking about because it's it reads so hilariously. This is from uh, Rachel Weiner, who works for The Washington Post. She's been like sort of, you know, uh, following some January 6th cases and, and hearing what the back and forth is. So her tweet is uh, and her handle is at Rachel Weiner WP tweeting. Judge McFadden with another difficult Jan 6 defendant today, Pauline Bauer. She quotes the Bible. He comes back with Romans 13. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. Bauer is not moved. I am not a person. Judge. Last chance. Are you going to follow my orders? Bauer. Judgment day is going to come for all of you who are making money off mankind. Judge. I'll take that as a no. Bauer going back to jail. Wow. So she really came in with that sovereign Christian energy. <laughs> it's a real, yeah. real sovereign wild combo. Citizen. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Josh Gondelman tweeted, text messages really revolutionized lying, and we don't give them enough credit for that. <laughs> Daniel O'Brien <laughs> tweeted me, someone has mailed me a soccer net, and I do not know who, uh, which is just the most Daniel O'Brien shit to happen to somebody. And... <laughs> Uh, at Sewer Al tweeted, smoking a bunch of weed and then getting on a bike puts you into life's mini game mode. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Hey, Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy on this oh, fine Monday? Oh, you're going to enjoy this one. This is some easy listening, but it's still got a little bit of grit. Still, you can smell the cigarette smoke coming off of this track. It's called Wake Up by Kowloon, K-O-W-L-O-O-N. Is it um, Italian? It, is that why no. you can smell the cigarette <laughs> smoke coming off it? Nah, just like it's got grit to it, you know, like unlike Chris Pratt. Mm. Um, so it, but it's like a dreamy sort of pop tune. It sort of sounds like a demo of like a early Phoenix track, very lo fi, very super mellow listening. And like it's like if James Taylor was like hitting Quaaludes in the 80s. Are you a James Taylor fan? That's the second time you've referenced James Taylor in the past couple of weeks. Uh, I like, I, I'm not like a, I don't know if I'm a fan. I mean, like, I appreciate his voice a lot. Yeah, like, his voice there's something about his voice that's very interesting to me, but I'm not like a huge fan of the music. Yeah. But I also like, like, they're, they're like, you know, artists like Jose Gonzalez who have very Ch- James Taylor y, like, vocal qualities, and I really like that. So, you know, just as a music lover, I I, I, I give it up to his, uh, you know, that, that vocal timbre of his. Mm. So this is Wake Up by Kowloon. All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning, but we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 